Where does yesterday's future, which is already here, ready here, ready here, ready here, meet today's future, which is about to happen, and tomorrow's future, which could be just minutes away? Welcome to Technology Revolution, the future of now. Where host Bonnie D. Graham asks savvy futurists for their predictions about the tech-driven trends that are shaping our future right now. Here's your host, who will take us into the future of now, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, 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 welcome. If those of you have been listening for years know the key, the number of welcomes is the number of guests I have. And we have a very interesting show. I will tell my audience we're trying to live stream. It hasn't worked so far, but I'm under a lot of stress today. And guess what? That's the topic of the show. Is stress good? Is stress chronic? Is stress acute? Do we need stress? Is stress good for us? Are we happy with stress? Are we mad at stress? Should we use it, harness it, lose it? Is it to our advantage? Can we be better employees if we deal with stress better in the workplace? Can we be better adults, better parents if we help our children learn what stress is, how to use it, when to harness it? I was told very early on at a piano recital, don't worry if you're nervous, it's good. It will make you perform better. I was told when I started stand-up comedy, don't medicate, don't get drunk before you go on stage in front of the audience at Caroline's in New York. Just use it to your advantage. Stress is good. So here we are, and we're going to talk about that today. Let me give a quick quote. Here we go. I have a quote from an article called When Stress is Actually Good for You from VeryWellMind.com. The author is Elizabeth Scott, MS. She says, we rarely hear people say, I'm really feeling stressed. Isn't that great? But if we didn't have some stress in our lives, she says, the good stress variety, we would feel rudderless and unhappy. If we define stress as anything that alters our homeostasis, then good stress in its many forms is vital for a healthy life. But stress can turn from bad to good and vice versa. Talk to an adrenaline junkie. A little too much is a lot too much. So we have big questions. Is technology a big stressor today? Is it chronic for a lot of people? Should we avoid all stress? hide in a box or a cave somewhere? Well, some of us have been doing that for the past year. Well, talking about stress at work help us have better employee engagement, talking with our kids, make them have a better experience in life. And can we learn responses to stress that'll increase our, good word, resilience and make us better able to go with the ups and the downs, the ins and the outs, the pitfalls and the rises of life in general? I have four people who are very keen on this topic. They're experts, some of them, and some of them are people who've just experienced it and understand it better than most of us. We have Colonel Deb Lewis. Deb, thank you for bringing me this panel. We have Alexi Katko. Alexi, you can wave. We are not live streaming right now, but you can wave anyway because we're recording. You can. We have Marsha Dashko. She spells her name D-A-S-Z-K-O. So the Z equals the H. No stress on that one, Marsha. And we have Doug Krug. And we're going to ask for their take on the future of stress. Use it or lose it, love it or hate it, like it or leave it. So welcome again. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This is Technology Revolution, the Future of Now. Let's go to my opening with my guests. I'd love for you to each introduce yourselves, take about three minutes, talk to me. What do you do? How did you get here to this point where you are an expert, a specialist, or a just person very familiar with this topic? And what's your passion for talking about it? Deb Lewis, I'm putting you on speaker view. Please go ahead and introduce yourself in case, Deb, in case there are 4.3 people in my audience who don't remember who you are from the last time you were on, shame on them. Deb, talk to those people. Go ahead. <laughs> Aloha, everyone. And Bonnie, thank you so much for hosting this because stress is one of those things that I'm now devoting my life to. Um, I'm Deb Lewis from Mentally Tough Women, and I help people handle stress and put it to work for them. And unlike you, who was told how good stress is for you, I just kind of gravitated toward tough things to do. I went to West Point in the first class with women, not because I would say, whoo-hoo, I want to be on the wave of social change, but because I wanted to have a lot of options. And when you want to have a lot of options in life, you want to take the, the tougher road. And that's what I did. And I found that even though I got knocked down plenty, yelled at lots of times, like 10,000 times, I went on and, and decided to make the military career. And as a woman in that time frame, it was allowing me not only to get paid the same as men, which is something we still have not achieved, but we will, I was able to do incredible things, including 
years later, with all the controversy about women, I was able to com- command in combat. And I found that my leadership style actually worked really well when chaos and horrible things were happening around you, but you could pull your team together and make it work. You could make things happen. You could create miracles. So I love doing that. And so from then on, I have been working with nonprofits and businesses and individuals who are really in, sometimes we all can go to a very dark place or we can have really tough relationships with people, even our family members. And when we get angry, that's a real cue to say, we need to work on those stress skills. (laughs) We need to work on the stress skills. And actually we can take a lot more stress than most people believe. And when you went in front and you've done so many things, Bonnie, and so have all our guests today. I mean, I know their background story. We have all been pummeled and yet we don't even, we, we stop focusing on what's not working and we look at what we can influence. And when you want to do that, that's something you want to get really good at. And we've worked at it our whole lives and have made changes in organizations and changes in people's lives, going from really negative to positive to being able to look at a situation before, which constantly caused a aggravation, to looking at that as being excited about being there. And you, my dear, are a great example, Bonnie, <laughs> doing fifth, producing 50 shows. People would look at that and say, "Thank you." our scariest thing is going in front of an audience, let alone <laughs> doing that. <laughs> Thank you, Deb. Thank you for the introduction. You speak from wisdom. You speak from experience, and I appreciate you. And let's get into our other exciting guest. We're going to go to a gentleman I met about 12 minutes ago. His name is Alexi Katko. Alexi, I'm putting you on full speaker view so everybody can see see you. I will tell you that live streaming is simply not working. I've tried everything I can. It's not even going direct from Zoom to Facebook. It's simply, it says timing out. Nothing. We're in a stress show. It's okay. Yeah, I know. But I will take clips (laughs) from this show from the video I'm recording. I am recording. And yes, it must be done. I will take clips and I will make a 10 minute overview of this show and post it on LinkedIn and Facebook probably tomorrow or Friday. So we'll be fine. So I wish we were live on streaming, but we're not. Alexi, no stress, my dear. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Who are you? Why are you here? Alexi, welcome. Uh, Good morning and good evening. Good day to everyone. Um, So my name is Alexi. Uh, I was born in Kazakhstan uh, and to... uh, in a country where it used to be Russian. So my family moved to America and as child number five of six, uh, I was always kind of left to my own devices. Uh, in, in America, growing up in a Russian culture was very, very uh, confusing, very interesting. And so being child five of six, uh, having to figure life uh, on your own terms Uh, It was very, very challenging, and um, there was definitely a lot of discouragement for me in the sense that you try, you fail, you try, you fail. So trying and failing was a big thing, which caused definitely quite some stress growing up trying to figure life out. What does this whole thing mean? What do I do? What do I not do? Um, And in my uh, later on uh, in 2008, uh, one of my brother-in-laws took his life, which really, really put me into a very uh, interesting five, six year, uh, five, you said about almost six year kind of um, downward spiral emotional. And finally, when I got out of that one, uh, life started going up and up for me. And for me, encouragement and stress are the two big subjects and topics for me. Because in 2013, I had another experience where I found out about two friends who took their lives mm. within two phone calls. And so I had a decision to make. That was 2013. And I had a decision to make, do I let this kind of emotional stress take me down like it did in 2008 with my brother-in-law? Or do I take and do something with it? And so for myself, I decided that I'm going to take this and... I said, I'm going to sit down at a coffee shop. And I sat there from 6 a.m. till midnight. And I said, I'm going to do something with this. I can't just go down. And by by um, midnight, I decided to write a thousand letters of encouragement, which I was going to let, send out through snail mail. But in the end, I decided to hold on to them after half a year. And um, just recently, I started sharing them with the world, reading them. I created a book. And my message is encouragement because... 
when we are discouraged, we get very stressed. But when we do get encouraged, we are much more able to deal and handle and use stress to our advantage, as Deb likes to say. <laughs> Alexi, thank you. So nice to meet you. I received a very short bio from you, and I had no idea of your background. I'm going to say bravo. I'm going to say congratulations. But most of all, I'm going to say I'm privileged to know you. How's that? Well, thank you. That's the way I feel. You're very articulate. And by the way, I want all of you to say hello to Facebook because for some reason, all of a sudden, we're live on Facebook. Yes, so to Facebook. the Facebook audience, not even my technology revolution page or my read my lips page. This is my, my timeline on Facebook. And hello to Facebook. This is technology revolution, the future of now. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. I don't usually live stream to my general Facebook page, but I have to tell you, it's interesting that the topic today is the future of stress. Use it or lose it. Love it or like it. Leave it or keep it. Walk away from it. Run toward it. We're talking about that. I have four expert specialist people who are passionate about this topic. And I usually live stream to LinkedIn and we're under extra stress because live stream wasn't working this morning. And this is my 12th try. So Facebook, if you're just seeing this, we're not quite in the middle of the show. We're 16 minutes in and we're very happy to be seeing you. So Marsha and Doug and Alexi and Deb, everybody say hello to Facebook. Hello. Hello, Facebook. It happens. Persistence, Deb. Persistent. Deb Lewis, I'm saying persistence in the face of stress. Sometimes you have to be persistent to get what you want, despite the odds. So we've heard an introduction from Deb Lewis. We've heard an introduction from Alexi Katko. And next up is Marsha Dashko. Marsha, I'd love to have you introduce yourself to my audience. Keep it to about three minutes. What do you do? Why are you here? And what does the topic of stress mean to you? Welcome, Marsha. Thank you very much. I'm so honored to be here. Um, thank you, Bonnie, and my close, close friend, Deb, for this invitation and hosting. Um, and so when I think about stress, I, I go back into childhood, and I had a very happy childhood, but I was excruciatingly shy. Even and growing up through high school and college and into my first jobs, unless I was spoken to, I didn't speak up. I could be in a meeting with a few people and wouldn't speak up. But then I um, started working with Dr. Perry Gluckman and um, he was my mentor and Dr. W. Edwards Deming. And they just put me in situations where I had to contribute. I had to do some work and because my work ethic was so strong, I would never let them down. So talk about stressful situations, one <laughs> right after the other, after the other. One time I was called up onto a stage because the speaker said oh, I, to a, a question she got from the audience, I don't know the answer to that question, but I think Marcia does. Marcia, would you come oh, up on stage in front of 500 people? And I, Walking up there, I don't, I was in a daze. I was just hoping I would, you know, faint away before I got there. I don't remember what I said, but um, I, I feel like I've been through stress a lot in my life, but it was pretty much inside. And I, but the behavior that had to come out that actually helped um, me develop my natural leadership was because I was put in those situations. And so I've evolved from being so shy to being what I call a pivot provocateur. Mm. And it goes with the title of my book, Pivot, Disrupt, Transform, that I wrote a couple of years ago. And I have been consulting for more than 25 years, helping boards of directors and executive teams um, understand what their compelling purpose is, how to achieve it, how to better serve up customer experiences uh, based on Dr. Deming's philosophy of management. And um, besides uh, consulting and uh, doing keynote speaking now, I've been an MBA professor in leadership across six universities. I write a weekly uh, business Q&A column called Ask Marsha, and people can write in and ask any 
questions they have about leadership or the struggles that they're facing. So I'm always trying to embrace people that are having struggles. And the book really focused on so many leaders are struggling when they don't have to. We just have so many management fads and best practices out there. And if we let those go, then we can really... um, have phenomenal leadership and fun and joy in learning in life. Thank you, Marcia. And I have breaking news. I was extraordinarily shy as a young girl too, believe it or not, and never thought I would end up with a career in broadcasting where I'm heard and seen by possibly millions of, we had a couple of million listeners a couple of years ago, just before COVID. I don't know where it is now. So I identify with that and being tossed into situations. Those are those, I think uh, in my research, I read Deb that that's called an acute stressor. The acute stress is when it's, and that doesn't mean it's a cute stress. It's a surprise. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Alexi gets, Alexi, I like you even more. He gets my sense of humor. It's acute, it's acute. So meaning surprise you don't know what's happening right now. And somebody just put you in the spot that you didn't know you were going to be in and you might not want to be there. So Marsha, full identity with identification with what you've got. Thank you for the intro. We have one more guest intro. And you know what? Because we just just started on Facebook, I'm going to go back and do a one minute interview intro for Deb and for Alexi just to introduce you to my Facebook. So get ready again. Doug Krug, welcome. You and I met about 18 minutes ago. Happy to <laughs> know you. Why don't you do the three minute intro of who you are you and what a stress means to you. Doug Krug, welcome. All right. Thank, I want to thank Marsha for setting up my introduction so well, is that the greatest gift on the work that I do is I don't know how to already do anything. And that is the gift that I bring to the organizations we work with. And The issue is that they think they do know, (laughs) which is exactly what has led to most of the stress that they have. And it started myself 30, oh God, decades ago, starting a business, leaving a major corporation so I would get a better boss, me, (laughs) and started my own business with no money, no experience. I had no idea what I was was doing and was about to close the doors fairly quickly after I opened until I realized the one obstacle, there was one common factor with all the poor employees I had. And when I shifted from being the one to tell them what to do and how to do it, to start asking, and that is exactly what I'm still doing decades later, the most frequent call we get is from a CEO of an organization that says, we're doing everything we're supposed to do. We've, we've gone to all the seminars, read all the books, and watched all the videos, and we're still not getting the results. And the most frequent acknowledgement, myself and my business partner, Christine Kahane, get is how much we achieve by saying so little ourselves rather than getting the people involved in the room and simply supplying the questions that cause them to figure it out for themselves. And that is a core belief. By the way, one of my heroes as a leader is actually on the screen with us right now. So I know I'm going to embarrass Deb Lewis, but I work with Deb She was one of those leaders (laughs) that I worked with many years ago. Gosh, I I won't tell them. It was a while back that so owned her own, the, the things that she was doing that she could start doing different. And not only did she own it, she took those steps Uh, One other little piece to describe our work is we don't train and we don't consult. The title we use for ourselves is resultants. We facilitate the conversations to guide people to figuring out their own answers. And because it's their own answers, buy-in is immediate as our results. Thank you, Doug. Very, very interesting. Very uh, nice accolade for Deb Lewis. Deb and I have known each other 
about six months, I think, and Deb has been on several shows with me. Marsha, I want to tell you how impressed I was that W. Edwards Deming is one of your mentors. I read that in your bio, and I'm saying, wow, is she connected. Very, very interesting. He's he's iconic. He's a, a known name, brand name, if you will. So thank you. Somebody's got a dog in the background. So are we going to get a, a puppy on the show, too? Do we have a puppy? You can introduce the dog if you want. Cats don't make that kind of noise, so I know it's a dog. This is a part of the show. I've never live-streamed the show to Facebook directly. But I want to have Deb Lewis. Deb, just give us a 60 second quick of reminder of who you are, because the Facebook audience may not know you in this regard. Go ahead, Deb. Well, I think you've seen from the whole panel, we've all faced some pretty incredible life challenges. Mine, growing up in a military family, started there, but it didn't seem like much. Then when I went to West Point in the first class with women, I got slammed down and you either pick yourself up and you figure it out. And there were some people who were pretty much crushed. Um, you either figure out how to get out of the way and use it, jump on it, move it, <laughs> make it go in the direction you want. And um, always being told, though, a lot of times, who are you? Why are you here? You're, you don't measure up. You, shouldn't be, you don't belong here because women had never been there since 1802. <laughs> and so quite a tradition there of not having us. And you never knew where it was coming from. And then being able to take that, stay with it. When you stick to it, things change. You figure it out, just like an obstacle course. And you figure it out and you, instead of waiting to get pummeled, you look at, oh gosh, there's that obstacle. I want to overcome that. And how do I do it? And some of the hardest obstacles for me were easy. And some of the ones that look pretty easy were terribly hard. And when you figure it out, you get a great attitude. And I was able to lead in combat and I brought Doug in a couple times to my organizations to help with that transformation to get people to understand, yes, I do want you engaged. Yes, I do care about your opinion. Let's do this together and make a better outcome. And that's what I've been dedicating my life to individuals and organizations. Thank you, Deb, very much. Alexi, I'm going to ask you to please reintroduce yourself, just a 60 second overview, so people know a little bit about your background. Alexi, you're up. Awesome. My name is Alexi. I, uh, Born on one side of the world in Kazakhstan, grew up here in America. And um, fast forward in 2013, one of my biggest missions and goals right now is to spread the, the art and science of encouragement. In 2013, I had um, some interesting news within two phone calls. I learned how two friends took their own lives. And at that moment, I had to make a decision. Do I let this, do I go into a dark place? Do I let the stress of the situation take me down like it did almost six years prior to that, or do I use it to, to help people and encourage people? And so I decided to write a thousand letters. Um, I was going to mail them out, but instead my gut was like, hold on to them. I did. And just recently I started sharing them on Clubhouse every night where I do have a show and read 10 letters and then open up for conversation. Uh, and that's my message is encouragement. And that's our secret superhuman power to making the world a better place. I love it. Thank you, Alexi. I, you just can't help smile when you hear you talk. Thank you. Thank you. A thousand Thank letters. You. Wow. Appreciate We appreciate you. I told you that already, but now in front of the Facebook audience, it's official. Now is the part of the show where I've asked my guests to please send me a quote from a movie or a song or a TV show character that has nothing to do on the surface with our topic today, which is stress, the future of stress, use it or lose it. We're talking about human stress, not machine stress, but they may be integral, intricately, integrally aligned very soon with robots or yes, we know about that in the workforce and in the factory force. So uh, here we go. Deb Lewis has sent me a quote from take two minutes. All oh, I want to make sure we have time for our predictions. My apologies. We lost some time trying to live stream, but Facebook we're here. Okay. Deb Lewis has sent me a quote from we are warriors a song by Canadian singer, singer Avril Lavigne, released in April 24th, 2020, just last year for digital download. How about that? And it's also originally titled Warrior. I'm going to read just a little bit. We pick our battles because we know we're going to win the war, win the war. We're not rattled because we shattered all of this before, this before. Steadier than steel because we're ready with a shield and sword, shield and sword. Back on the saddle because we've gathered all of our strength for more strength for more. I'm going to stop there. Deb, beautiful lyrics. Why don't you take about two minutes? What does this have to do with stress? I think I know, but I want to hear it from you. Go ahead, Deb Lewis. Well, of course, you see the shield in the background. Yep. And um, the last part of that is we won't bow, we won't break. We're not afraid to do whatever it takes. Um, 
And I would just say that we grow up and how many of us are taught to handle stress? We're just thrown into situations like, Marsha, go up on stage. You actually, Bonnie, were advised, you know, stress is good. When you get that feeling, that's good. Very few people are told that. Most people are saying, oh, does that stress you out? Maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe you shouldn't try that. So what I'm saying is that no matter what the challenge is, this quote talks about enormous challenges. And we know we face so many in the world today. And they're like, to me, they're like flaming arrows coming at you. And if you don't have any kind of equipment, it's almost like an extreme sport. You would go, you wouldn't go out to an event without the proper equipment and the proper training. And so that's mentally tough women is about making sure you have a shield to protect yourself first and know that you can accomplish anything that you set your mind to. Maybe not the way you think, but you can accomplish it with all the people. And it's even better than what you think. Doug talks about a lot in Marsha and Alexi. We talk about you can't even imagine what is possible unless you identify and bring a group together and talk about what is it you're trying to accomplish. And when you can handle stress, you can work with other people. You can, you can love working with other people as you see this team right here. <laughs> well, I love I'm each and every one of them and you. Okay. Well, thank you. Loving working with all of you. This is working. This is too much fun. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you, Deb. Let's go to Alexi's quote. This is Alexi. What a great quote you said. And it's from the lyrics of Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen, 1984. The song is listed in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. Alexi, <laughs> you're too young to even know anything about that. And this was the first single released <laughs> from Springsteen's album, Born in the USA. Here's the line. I love this. You can't start a fire without a spark. Alexi, what does this have to do with our topic of stress? Go ahead, Alexi. Yes, uh, you can't start a fire without a spark. You're right. The song is older by a couple of years than myself. I did, uh, when I saw this uh, quote, I was like, oof, so true. Um, It reminds me a lot of the other thought of, uh, like Deb said, uh, proper training. Um, I grew up in a world where stress was the the absolute devil, the the Satan of things. <laughs> uh, not to go religious there, but it's like it was never taught that you can use it to your advantage. That you can use it, um, just try to lose it, try to get rid of it, try to bury it. And so, when I first heard the thought that hey, this stress can be a good thing, that's why this quote really to me stands out and parallels very well because it was it's that spark, it's that because a spark can start a huge flame. And I had an experience with a spark that changed my life in an explosion. And so sparks mean a lot to me. And when we can look at stress as, as something great, as something powerful, instead of to shy away and run away from, that was a huge change in my life um, to be able to look at stress like this and to just start embracing it. And um to, as I like to say, to hug the hell out of it so it can run into (laughs) heavenly bliss. (laughs) Hug the hell out of, everybody write that down. Alexi, quotable moment, 33 minutes into the show. When I send you the audio track, I want you to find that and I want you to use that on your social media, please. Okay. Will do. Hug, Hug the hell out of it. You're a force of nature. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Marsha sent us also a wonderful quote. Marsha, this song is so iconic. It's from Happy, written, produced, and performed by American singer Pharrell Williams. From the soundtrack album for the film Despicable Me 2013, it reached number one in the UK on a record setting three occasions and became the most downloaded song of all time in the UK in 2014. It's the eighth highest selling single of all time there and nominated for the Academy Award for best original song oh my goodness here's the quote i'd love to sing it actually i'm going to run in the other room playing on my drums marcia because i'm a drummer and i like to play this and the song is because i'm happy clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth see i didn't sing it i want to kill the show marcia <laughs> how'd you pick this one and what does it have to do with stress go ahead marcia dashko <laughs> i love this song whenever i would hear it it was like i would start dancing then i started looking at the videos that were taking off all over the world and i thought this is globally what we need so whatever stress we're facing whether it's personal and we just need to get over something or past it or through it 
Um, or it's a global stress like we've been faced with uh, the pandemic or economic um, chaos or uh, a business explosion or, you know, there are thousands of things that were faced and, and everybody um, is challenged with stress in different ways. What is stressful to one person isn't stressful to another. And I remember times when I would have a, a relationship that went bad or um, something that just didn't work out or somebody in a, whether it's a Fortune 100 company or, a, or an email attack, when, you, when anyone feels some stress, they can pivot it and they can say, what else, where else do I want to go? So there were times that I would say, my aim is to be as happy as I was before this incident happened. This relationship broke or this, um, bully, you know, got to me and said an insensitive thing. Um, so we can always take a stress and we can say, my aim is to pivot it, to turn it, to make it work for us. And just say, I want to be happy. I will be happy and I will be happy like I was. And then you can pick situations in your life where you were really happy and that is your goal and if if you're in an organization or running an organization is and feeling um stresses coming at you challenges the unknown periodically you can say our aim is to be happy and by what measure will we achieve that happiness? It's not always the bottom line, but we need to be sustainable. Thank you, Marsha. I like that formula very, very much. And let me move on to Doug's quote. Doug has sent us a quote. I've never heard of this one. David Pomerantz, singer-songwriter, album of the same name. He was born 1951. Doug, I call him a kid. Okay, born in, he's, he's a kid as far as I'm concerned. American singer, composer, lyricist, writer for musical theater, and he's an ambassador for Operation Smile. Marsha, that goes with your happiness theme. Here is the quote. It's a lyric. It's a line in a lyric of it's in every one of us. That's the name of the song, and that's the quote. It's in every one of us to be wise. Find your heart. Open up both your eyes. We can all know everything without ever knowing why. It's in every one of us. By and by. It's in every one of us. Lovely line. Doug Krug, I'm putting you on full screen. Talk to me. How'd you pick this for our topic today? This song had so much impact in my personal life. So let's look at it and apply it to stress. It is, we could talk whether stress is good or bad forever. But bottom line, we have learned, and that's our work, unlearning, getting rid of some of those habits we learned. One of the things we learned, for example, is how to cause stress in our lives. And we're getting better and better at it. Here's a simple example is that if we and a, a firm belief in all of our work, if we didn't cause it to begin with, we wouldn't have to overcome it. And here is one belief that causes so much stress daily is what is wrong and how come, and then we try to fix it. And then we don't get the results we want. And here's the core belief that is causing stress. We keep trying harder to do the same things that we've done to cause the stress to begin with and then wonder why it keeps getting more stressful. We have got to wake up and get the quote, bringing common sense back to common practice came from the Coast Guard admirals when I worked with that executive team. They said, oh my God, this, your work simply brings common sense back to common practice. If we were simply to get back and applying more common sense and all the answers we will ever need, we already have within us when we open our hearts to discover them, to remember them, to realize them. 
Thank you very much, Doug. Thank you to all four of my panelists for your excellent song quotes, movie quotes, everything you sent. I appreciate it. Now's the time for our predictions round. We're going to see if we can just zip through these. Deb, I'm picking, I'm going to tell you because I didn't kind of put it in the chat. Deb, prediction number one. Once you put stress to work for you, it becomes your superpower. And you say, this is from a mural at a Hawaii elementary school you saw 30 years ago. Deb, Please take about, let's keep these really tight, 90 seconds per prediction, and I'll pick one from each of you. We'll go around and around the table. Deb, you're up. Go. I'll just continue with what Doug was talking about and the fact that I, I had no idea how ingrained it is that we keep doing what we're doing until I realized we are hardwired to look at stress as a threat. When you think that way, that it, we're hardwired, you understand that in years past, when something happened, and news media take advantage of this because they know we'll respond much faster to something negative than we will to something positive, which is why you always hear that music. But the thing is, is that I learned at West Point, it started there the second day when I had to do a run and I had to go two miles when I'd only worked for a mile and a half. And when that cadet said, the run today is two miles, oh my. I about had a heart attack because that's, that's like nine football fields more. Now, I will tell you that what I did after watching first one of my friends, girlfriends, there were only two, three women in that group, one girlfriend dropped out immediately. And I'm thinking, this is bad. <laughs> I knew it was bad, and it's bad before the first half mile. And the in the second one, it was oh my gosh! I looked over, and you know what? She was smiling, and I looked at that, and I said, "Okay, the first one dropped out, the other one's smiling." Uh, and what I did next changed my life. I was able to make that run not because of physical ability. We we limit ourselves by by what we think we can do. It wasn't physical ability. I finished it. And that's why I call it your superpower. When you can harness that energy, like you said earlier, before, uh, unfortunately, Facebook was on, you get that nervous energy. If you can tame it and ride it like a horse, like I love to ride horses, <laughs> you can jump anything. <laughs> you can run for miles. You can do everything. And so that's why... It, but we're hardwired to it. And as Doug also talked about, it's culture, culture and Alexi, culture and Marsha, culture. We're always trying to change what we've been trained to do by everybody else that doesn't have anything to do with our hardwiring. And that culture, we have to look at that and say, what's really possible? And what's really possible will astound you every time. Every time. Thank, thank you, Deb. I love the, the encouragement. Anybody have any comments on, on Deb's prediction? Doug, do you want to say something? You good? No, no, We're good. Okay. I, I saw a lot of heads nodding on that one. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Ale Alexi, I picked prediction number one for you. This is interesting. You say shifting our perspective on what stress is will alter our lives. You see, most cultures, societies, and family units are not aware of the other side of this thing called stress. Alexi, why don't you turn us into a full thought here for me, please? And I'm putting you on speaker view. Go ahead. In the leading up until last year and what happened with this uh, pandemic, it was very easy for people to just, um, I'll say for me and from the people that I've been surrounded with up until, up until then, it's just like very easy to, um, come in contact with something and just run away. But in this last year, because we, for lack of better words, we've been cooped up. We had to stay much more closer in contact with each other as, as families, as friends. Um, I believe that going forward, my prediction is this will has planted the seed of being able to open our hearts up a lot more to one another and to start seeing stress as a good thing. It's like, you can't run away from people now or in this last year, you had to be around and you had to be in close quarters with a very few people. And so instead of just uh, like, I grew up turning away or just letting things slip by after a year of just not being go anywhere, you have to start bringing things up and having to start dealing with these stressful situations or whatever stresses you on. So I think in the future, starting last year, I think is a seed to now a lot more willingness to open our hearts up and 
talk with one another about what is stressing us out and what's and how it's affecting us. Thank you. Words of wisdom. Thank you, Alexi. Appreciate that. Let's go to Marsha. Marsha, I'm looking at your, which prediction have I picked here? Predi- prediction number one, generation of leaders who challenge management. Fa- is that the one I picked for you? Um, yes. Yes. Generations of leaders who challenge management fads and best practices will navigate through crises to opportunities for accelerated growth. Leaders with a fixed mindset used to dealing with the same problems, high turnover, stressful workplaces, want to stop struggling, pivot away from the way we've always done things to creating a new future. And there's that key word we're talking about possibilities today, possibilities, opportunities, happiness, which you so beautifully exemplified with your quote from the Pharrell Williams song, happy, 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 happy. Marsha, why don't you just take about 90 seconds and tell us how this apply to us as individuals, not just people in organizations. Go ahead, Marsha. Well, in, in organizations, they're all made up of individuals. And I love a quote that the former retired chairman uh, and CEO of Ford Motors said, everything we do, we do through people. And it, that simple sentence is so powerful, I believe, because we all have feelings, sometimes they're stuffed down of fantastic things and sometimes shattering things. Sometimes people are really hard on each other or they're hard on themselves. And I really noticed that in the past year or so through the pandemic, there were many people on Facebook and other platforms that were, they were crying out for, you know, I'm trying to homeschool and I'm trying to do my work and I'm trying to, um, I get so frustrated and I don't have any time for myself. And I'm taking care of elderly parents and trying to walk the dog and, so much stress was coming at them. And I spent, so I spent a lot of time writing and responding to people, um, writing my newsletters and putting out at least two a week for Mm. the first few months, just to try to help people through that, those times. And I think, I believe that having gone through this myself, we all have such powerful natural leadership inside of ourselves and we don't sometimes get the uh, well i had amazing opportunities Um, i had great guidance from parents and friends and especially in my career from mentors and great leaders can continually learn and pivot And the ones, the people who can help disrupt themselves by not jumping on a bandwagon of just doing what they've always done, but think about what they really care about, what they really want to see when it comes to being a fantastic parent, being a fantastic team leader of anything. Think about how can I create an an environment where people can contribute because they are self-motivated. So don't try to motivate somebody else. Don't try to tell some people what to do, but instead ask questions, guide, um, encourage, appreciate, recognize. Those I have noticed, especially through the pandemic, but over the past decades, from my mentors and, and colleagues, those are the things that seem to really make a difference and help people personally transform, and then they can help others around them transform. We really need to care for ourselves and especially care for our children. Thank you, Marsha. Very wise words of wisdom. There you go. I got it on the front and the back part of that sentence. Doug Krug, let's go to your prediction number two. You say, under stress, it's easy to make unhelpful choices that focus on fixing what broke in the past. With the current challenges we're facing, getting better at managing our net forward energy will be even more essential. I like that forward motion in your comment. Doug, why don't you take about 90 seconds? I want to see if we can squeeze in. We only got nine minutes left to the show. See if we can squeeze in another round. So go ahead, Doug, you're up. All right. If there was one thing we could stop doing 
that would have the biggest impact in moving forward, it would be to stop the problem solving, eliminate problem solving and replace it with solution finding. You can ask anybody in your lives, ask them two questions. What don't you like about what's going on? And then ask them what they want. And I'd be willing to bet that they will go on and on about what they don't like and they can't even put into words what it is they want. We have become so in conditioned, uh, brainwashed into believing that the key to creating the future is fixing everything that's wrong with how it is now. Instead of just getting clear as to what we want, and there are examples everywhere of it happening and learning what we can about causing more of what we want. That's back to the quote. It's in every one of us. All those answers are already there. All we have to do is raise our conscious awareness and the first indicator to stop what we're on and look for something different is when there's excessive stress. Thank you, Doug. Very appreciated. I, I used to have a, a person who was on my TV crew in New York and she used to yell at my guests. Why did you wear all black? And why are you crossing your knees and turn yes. that thing the other way? We can't talk about brands. This is nonprofit TV. And all she and I take her aside. I said, "Could you please tell them something nice about how glad we are to have them here?" And and why don't you just go up and and gently ask them to uncross the knee or or tell them they'll be fine. We'll put a special light behind them so that the black they're wearing doesn't blend in with the camera or something like that. I said, "Stop talking about what's wrong." And let's either fix it or let's find a way to make. They're going to go on TV, for goodness sake. Talk about stress. Anyway, we have uh, five minutes left. I want to see if we can squeeze in two more quick predictions. Deb Lewis, really, really fast. You say, is it part of your prediction number three? Few people have learned or are trained to react with anything but instincts when stressed. Deb, just give me a real short overview of this. What's the, what are you going, where are you going with this? In other than the rarest of occasions where your life is truly threatened, I like to say instincts stink <laughs> because <and> it's not <laughs> because what you do is you've just narrowed your options from a million options to three. I'm either going to fight it, I'm going to I'm going to run away, or I'm going to shut down. Most of business is shut down. People aren't engaged. You can look at the statistics. More than fifty percent of your organizations. And then you have what we call the actively disengaged. And those are the ones who are discouraging the people who are, are doing the work. <laughs> They're telling you, don't look, make me look bad. Um, I think that I want to introduce just the, the ultimate empowerment tool that Doug Krug talks about. Marsha already talked about it. And uh, Alexi already talked about it. What is it? What's the most powerful tool we have at our disposal, like a shield and also many other weapons? It is the power of the question. What questions are we asking ourselves? And when Doug talked about problem solving, engineers like I am, we want to, is something broke? We just want to piece it together. And then, but if you want to look at what's happening, you're going to come up with a better solution. Maybe you don't want to use that anymore. Maybe it's going to be something entirely new, but we never ask that because we're always focused rearward. We're not looking forward. Thank you. Ask the questions. Ask the right questions of yourself, not just of other people. Love it. Alexi, you get the honor of the final prediction here. We, we spent a lot of time front-loading the show, and we didn't have time for a lot, but I love this one. Alexi says, work environments over the next five years will shift into a more people-focused approach. Okay, not because of management, but here's the sentence, Alexi, that grabbed, you got, caught me short on this one. You say, not because of management, because people will be putting up with a lot less crap. Alexi, you got to explain that one. <laughs> be nice. Go ahead, Alexi. You've got about 90 seconds, and then we have to close the show. Go ahead, Alexi. <laughs> yes, I think we're, we're in an awesome environment in the world right now. Um, some people might see it as not the best, but I think it's in a great environment in the sense that in, in America and in the world, we're a lot less likely now to put up with people's BS, their, their crap. Um, we can see this on a national level, and I think it's going to be percolating right into work. It's like we're pressure cookers. We we're always bringing things in and in, and now it's like the top just went poof 
And we're like, okay, we're not going to be doing this anymore. We're not going to continue pushing ourselves into a corner and paying the price of stress. And so that's what I think going forward. That's my prediction is that people are going to be a lot more likely seeing it happening on a national level and that we're going to be personalizing a lot more and saying enough is enough. And I'm going to be able to put my foot down and say, just because you're the leader does not mean you can do X, Y, Z to me and make me feel like crap. Wow. (laughs) I I saw a thumbs up from Doug on that one. Deb, why don't you say something to your panelists? You invited them on the show and I'm so happy you did. I'm very impressed with all of you. Deb, just a quick comment to them about their contributions to the show. And then I'm going to close. Deb, 30 seconds. I think you just had a hint how fabulous each one are. And they're all focused. They love people. They help people even when they're in a horrible place. And they come up with very creative ways to reach out because you can't go negative. You have to be positive in how you approach the people and pull them into the area that they want to be. But brilliant support. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. And I want you all to put your hands together for Deb Lewis. Deb, you're a busy lady. You're brilliant. You're wonderful. You're smart. You're charming. You're kind. And you took the time to bring me this wonderful panel. As my viewers, my new viewers on Facebook can see, we're very happy here on TechRev. This is the topic today was the future of stress, use it or lose it. Uh, Next week, we're talking about the future of self-publishing industry. So if you're a wannabe author Or if you're thinking about, should I really try to get a big publishing house or should I do it my own? We're going to have authors and a self-publishing support publisher on the show talking about the future of that self-publishing. So I want to thank everyone. A big shout out to Aaron Keller, my engineer extraordinaire. And thank you to Facebook. I didn't go to my specific TechRev page. We're just on the timeline. And thank you to Carolyn Downing and Ryan Treasure already commented on the show. Thank you very much to both of you. And here's my call to action. And thank you to Aaron Keller, my engineer, Voice America, the business channel. Aaron is my sidekick. That's what he calls himself because he earned it. Let me tell you. So here's my call to action. Thank you for tuning in. Technology revolution, the future of Now, if somebody says to you, the future is already here, I want you to wag one finger, two fingers. I want you to say, no, you're wrong. That was yesterday's future. Today's future didn't happen yet. And we're all going to work in our own way to make it a better one. Yes, everybody wave goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for Technology Revolution, the future of now. Mark your calendar to join host Bonnie D. Graham every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel to hear how technology is impacting your future now.